It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com. And I've just had a wonderful experience with Hawaii Forest and Trail with our our guide, Eric Frankie. Frankie, yeah. Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, Rob Pacheco started uh, Hawaii Forest and Trails about 20 years ago, Eric. So give us a little background about uh, Rob's background. Um, you know, Rob's always been fascinated with nature. And when he came to Hawaii, he realized that much of the visitor economy was based around golf courses and resorts, and he saw the potential for the beauty of nature to be another attraction to show the, the natural side of Hawaii to visitors. So that's been his motivation for a long time. And he started the company with his wife, Cindy, uh, and they've grown it over the years from two cars out of his garage to we have over 100 employees now. Um, our company, along with Kohala Zipline, uh, who operate out of Kohala, Javi. And uh, yeah, it's grown to be quite a quite a a good company. Well, Eric's right. And twenty five years ago it was resort. Everything was resort destination, golf, beaches, not a lot of ecotourism, which really Rob kind of put that on the map in the in the big island. And I would have to say actually throughout the state of Hawaii. You know, because he started in a little tiny space in the Kamehameha Square down in our sweet little village, Kailu Village, and he uh, just wanted. I'm, I'm such an advocate of small entrepreneurs. You know, they can uh, they can really make a difference in the world with their entrepreneurship and using their imagination and being risk takers. And, and Rob obviously was. Uh, how many tours have you got throughout the, the the company that you take on a daily basis, or? That people get on your website and see what all the choices they have. How many would there be? Yeah. I don't, I don't run the, the tours, yeah. so I don't know the exact number, but I'd say probably maybe around 10. Uh-huh. Um, and daily, it depends on the visitor, the flux, but um, on any given day, we're probably putting out at least 8 to 10 tours, but as many as 20, 25 in a day. So on this tour, we all met at different destinations, uh, Sandy and, and Dennis Stone from Washington. Uh, they hopped on the the van and down in, in Kailua Kona and I got on in Waikoloa Village and in Victoria and Christopher Nicholas got on at the Mauna Kea Resort. Christopher came, made his first trip to the Mauna Kea Resort back in 1965. So, you know, there's a lot of history to everybody why they came to the Big Island and we take took this, this particular uh, tour today. Not a tour, I'd call it an adventure. In fact, you call it what? Uh, Kohala? Kohala Waterfall Adventure. adventure. Yeah. And how would you describe it to somebody that hasn't been on it? Magical. Yes. Okay. And Sandy, how would you describe our, our what our day was today? That, he summed it up. It was magical. Absolutely beautiful. Stunning views. An excellent tour guide. And made me feel very safe. And it was just, it was great. Well, we were out in, in an area that's probably hundreds of acres that uh, Rob has gotten access to. So we took, what are these vehicles that we used? Uh, they're called Pinsgauer, Austrian vehicles made for the Swiss military back and, in the 1970s. And we needed them. It was a fairly, uh, definitely a four-wheel drive, uh, what, 15-minute yeah, a bouncy, a bouncy drive up, up the mountain to the hike site. So definitely need off-road for that. And the hike site was not just a hike. It was really, Eric gave us a lot of explanation about the different indigenous plants and the invasive plants and just, you know, showing what's going on th- throughout all of Hawaii, right? It was a microcosm of what's happening in all the forests throughout Hawaii. But we also, we, little waterfalls and then a little bigger waterfall where we took a, we took a swim, and, and Dennis Stone from Washington was the first one to jump in the water, and it was cold but refreshing, huh, Dennis? It was wonderful. It swam underneath the uh, waterfall itself, and uh, the water itself was, I'd say, probably 65 degrees and maybe 7 feet deep. 
in some spots, but it was beautiful. And Very refreshing. And we're all sitting at a wonderful picnic table overlooking the wonderful Po'olu Valley, just north of Javi, north of uh, Kapa'au. And uh, we've been you know, riding where we didn't see anybody else. We just saw one more tour that was kind of looking at the, the valley, but... You know, just like walking through the forest, and, and Eric said, let's have a quiet moment. We all walk through, and the birds and the sounds. And, and Victoria, what did, what did you like about it? What was your, you know, what did you expect, and what, what did you feel as we were out, you know, seeing parts of Hawaii? That Have you been here to Hawaii before? I've been to Hawaii. Because you're such a not, world traveler. Yeah, but yeah. not Hawaii, the uh-huh. island, but I've been to Hawaii, the general, okay. the state. So um, I thought it was wonderful because it was informative. I mean, I learned many things I had no idea about. And then I saw the Touch Me Nots at the end, which I grew up with as a child. So we'll talk about very, those. That was new for me, too. Yeah. I wasn't aware of those. Yeah, so these are flowers, they're leaves, actually, of a flower. The flower's a tiny little purple, puffy thing. But the leaves, you touch them, and they curl up as a protective mechanism. So they look like a, a stick when they're done curling up. And apparently, Eric told us it takes seven minutes for them to open although he's never stayed around long enough to see that. And that's their way of protecting themselves from animals or, you know, insects eating, eating the leaves. Exactly. And Christopher, you know, do you remember your first trip to the Big Island? Because back in the 1960s, wow, that was a... I mean, I've been here 35 years, and the island's changed drastically, but we still get to see so many of these areas that are wide open space, fortunately. Well, what I remember uh, just arriving last night is uh, how much I always miss it. And uh, it's spectacular, and it's a warm and fuzzy feeling every time I return. And you live in this, you grew up in the Santa Monica Mountains, so you did a lot of hiking, and you're, you're still doing hiking, and you're, you've taken some uh, classes so that you can be a volunteer for the uh, people that go hiking in Santa Monica Mountains. Correct. I work for the uh, uh, Santa Monica Mountain uh, uh, volunteer community uh, guides for both uh, inner city uh, children and uh, people that just come from around the world and want to enjoy the, our uh, California Santa Monica Mountains. And Mauna Kea Beach Hotel, the, you know, the grand lady. What a, what a beautiful hotel to be spending your time. She's a beauty. Yeah. Good to be here. So that's Victoria and Christopher Nicholas and Dr. Victoria does treats those babies when they're born that are not doing so well. That's right. How many how many years have you been doing that? About twenty two years. Wow. So have you seen a lot of changes and and just being able to save lives? Yeah. About, early. Yes. Uh, um, certainly. In fact, when I first started, it was when the artificial surfactant, the lung medicine, was developed, and so I came in at the end of that time when it. Doctors struggled to maintain the lives of preterm babies. So we're now refining all of the medicines that are necessary for these babies as they're now surviving um, throughout their their childhood and into adulthood. So every single day you get up and go into a hospital? Nearly every nearly, single day. Nearly every single day. So yeah. we're pretty lucky all to be out here in nature and right. Thank you for your, your work. You. So Eric, you grew up with Rob's son. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, 20 years ago, was you said he took you, you guys did some kayaks. You went back in there to Waipio Valley, and those are some pretty some remote adventurous valleys yeah. hikes and everything. They're, they're not for the faint of heart, but Rob is uh, well-equipped, and uh, the group of guys that we have are uh-huh. uh, pretty strong adventurers. So 
So if somebody was going to take this this hike that we took, the mm-hmm. uh, Waikoloa or the um, Kohala, Kohala waterfall. waterfall, it's for all ages. You said you've had you know kids with you, and it was it, what I liked about it was it wasn't too strenuous. Didn't you think, Sandy, right. that it was a, a comfortable walk, and yet you know having our walking sticks? And what what amazed me is how much effort. Hawaii Forest and Trails has put in to cut the trails and mm. to create the bridges and to create the tour that you created. Mm. I had no idea that that was all started from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's a fine line we try to toe between developing it. You know, you don't no one wants sidewalks out there, so we try to keep it as natural as we can while still maximizing the accessibility for for folks of all ages and abilities. And, uh, yeah, we do a good job of it. Well, I'm glad I came on this one because a friend of mine, uh, Katie Martinelli, happened to be in, in the Big Island. Every week there's somebody from Detroit here. I just saw a text come in with a couple of friends of mine who run a boxing gym in Detroit, uh, Jessica Hauser and uh, Kahili Sweeney. And I got them hooked up last week with KJ, the police officer up at Kapa'au. Mm. And he's just started the High Pal Boxing up here in mm. Kapa'au. So I had them go up and meet each other. And I love all that, that inter- interaction and everything. So check out Hawaii Forest and Trail. Their website is hawaiiforestandtrail.com. And uh, they also have a couple great little stores. One of them is uh, right in our new industrial area, we call it. I hate to say it. It's across from Costco. But it's a beautiful store. And it's your nice headquarters. It's where you make the wonderful lunch we just had at the picnic table. (laughs) And uh, a lot of nice products there. But people can go on and get a feeling for what kind of tours you have. Yeah, we try to equip everyone from start to finish. So you can buy everything you need for your day in our store if you're already well equipped. No problem. Uh, and then once we hit the road, bring a lot of supplies as well so you don't have to invest too much uh, money in the supplies that you'll need. But if you want something, we've definitely got it. And the, the waterfall, Dennis, I give you a lot of credit. You just jumped right in that water because Eric told us it was going to be cold, and it was cold. But wasn't it refreshing? It was, it was very yeah. refreshing. In fact, uh, I live close to Lake Chelan, and it was actually warmer than Lake Chelan. So I was used to the, the cool water. and. With the weather here, it's it's just beautiful. You know, it's like 35 degrees in Wenatchee right now, so I'm glad to be here. Well, shout out to all the Wenatchee <laughs> friends. That There's so many of them that come to Kona. Are you familiar with that, Eric? The Wenatchee, they're the, they're the guys that are always in the co- uh, coffee festival parade that used to be in handed out apples oh, okay. along the route to the Wenatchee crew. There is a lot of them. I don't know if they still do it, but you've done a lot of four-wheel driving and everything. So how did this compare with some of the things that you've done in well, the past? Well, the four-wheel drive that we do is a whole lot different than this <laughs> this right here. I mean, it's this is pretty mild. Yeah compared to what we do in, in the hills around Wenatchee. So. Well, I think that we all would like to say that Eric was wonderful. He's just really fun. <laughs> so we all say a big aloha. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. HawaiiForestandTrails.com. Check it out if you're coming to the Big Island. And, uh, you know, just really put some kind of hiking tour, or some kind of adventure, because there's so many free hikes you can take. But if you get on one that's guided like this, you'll get a real sense of the kinds of things you can see. Kona Hiking Club is a great organization. A lot of free hikes on Saturdays that you can participate in. Po'olu Valley that we're looking out over right now, that's a free hike that you can take. And you can hike down to the beach, and then there's valleys that you can go back in. So uh, it's really a nice way to get introduced to the, the great hiking and adventures that we have here on the Big Island. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, and I think I've got Jen Larson on the phone. Hey, you right, Jen? Yeah, great, from the Waikoloa Dry Forest Initiative. And 
Uh, having taken a, a tour last week with the – thanks for taking the time to talk with me this morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think I told you I'd been on a tour with Hawaii Forests and Trails at the uh, the Kohala Waterfall Adventure, and it was just such a wonderful day, and I've always had so much admiration for Rob Pacheco and Cindy, his wife. Uh, they started many years ago, I think 20 years ago, and I've I've often heard you, Jen, speak and say so many nice things about Rob and his support of the Waikolo Dry Forest Initiative. So I thought it would be a good time to have have you share a little bit about your relationship. First of all, uh, let's give a little bit of information about the Waikolo Dry Forest Initiative. Um, yeah, Rob Pacheco and Hawaii Forest and Trail have been great partners of ours. Um, the Waikoloa Dry Forest Initiative is a nonprofit in Waikoloa Village, and what we do is conserve and restore dryland forest. So the dryland forest is a really rare ecosystem, and the people in the community of Waikoloa about 12 years ago decided to do something about this disappearing landscape. So we've always been a real grassroots sort of effort and organization, and we really like to involve the community in everything that we do out in the Waikoloa Dry Forest Preserve. So that's sort of how we met Rob and Hawaii Forest and Trail, and they've been supportive of our efforts to involve community in our forest restoration areas. And we've sort of partnered up um, with a joint effort of ecotourism in the dry forest for the purpose of educating our community, tourists, visitors, but also our local residents about the unique landscape that persists there, the dryland forest. Well, you know, it's so easily, you see Hawaii uh, Forest and Trail and all the tours they do from the, you know, Mauna Kea Summit tours and uh, exploring underground lava tubes, all kinds of things. But really what I've noticed about, about Rob and Cindy and all of them is all the things they do in the community. And I only knew recently that Rob was on the, the board of the DLNR for a while. Yeah, the Bureau of Land right? and Natural Resources. And, and was he involved at, at that time? And, and I think you had told me that uh, one of his roles was they looked at proposals. Or, so share a little bit about that. Yeah, when we were just starting our efforts in the Forest Reserve, um, one of the first steps that we needed to do was um, find the money to, to fence the area, protect it from the ungulates that threaten the area, and also finance some of the land management that we wanted to do there. So one of the first places that we looked for funding was through the Forest Stewardship Program, which is part of um, funding that comes from the Department of Land and Natural Resources. So we submitted a proposal and a management plan, and Rob Pacheco was one of the people that reviewed that plan, and that's how he became an early supporter of us. So this was really before our nonprofit was even formed, and we were just sort of trying to figure out how do we start a large-scale conservation project in our community. So Rob has been on our radar for a long time, and we've been on his, and it's developed into a partnership that we really value. And like you said, they do a great job of, of connecting people with the environment, and they do a lot of work in the community, so we're really happy to to be one of those spots that um, Hawaii Forest and Trail supports. And I think, uh, what, it's a Willy Willy Festival every year, which was a great success recently. Uh, they involved in the tours. That, and I, I look at the comments that people put online and how uh, much they appreciate being able to go on those tours when you have the Willy Willy Festival. And, and I know, uh, Rob, I think I've seen their vans there, and they're part of that too, aren't they? Yeah, the the Wheelie Wheelie Festival, we just had it at the end of January, and it was um, 
our fourth year of coordinating it and the third year that Hawaii Forest and Trail has helped us provide tours for the community. So one of the things that we are really trying to do with the Wheelie Wheelie Festival is connect people with the Dry Forest Preserve to get them out there to see the trees and to understand what we're doing. So we have a lot of support and a lot of demand for these tours. People really want to go on them. It's one of the, the biggest draws and the best parts of the Wheelie Wheelie Festival for our participants. So Hawaii Forest and Chill has partnered up with us and provided vans and also drivers to bring people out to the forest where we show them around and give them a guided tour of the forest preserve. So having their support, a small organization like ours, we can't, uh, you know, afford to to buy these luxurious vans and we don't have the paid drivers because tours are just one of the, the many things that we do. So having them, this professional tour company, come and provide the transportation for the tours really enhances the experience for our participants. And we really have been enjoying working with them for the last three years. Well, I've enjoyed working with all of you for, I think, probably three or four years now. You know, I, I'm real proud to be a supporter of all your efforts because they have been amazing, particularly the last few years, exponentially, how much you've grown and, and uh, you've been able to take on some more associates. But um, I guess those tours are also a great way to, to get volunteers as well. You just had a volunteer day and you've got another one coming up in April. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we're in the... The last months of our planting season, so we typically do most of our native planting in the winter wetter months, and to do that, we invite the community in usually on Saturdays to come and plant trees with us. So we've had a handful of volunteer opportunities already this year, and we're looking forward to two more in April. Um, we meet in the forest preserve, we spend the morning planting natives, and it's a good opportunity to learn about what we're doing and see what we're doing and also give back in a really meaningful way because volunteers are actually responsible for the bulk of the planting that happens in the Waikolo Dry Forest Preserve. And of course, planting the natives back into the preserve is one of the most important things that we do to restore the forest community. Well, as Jen Lawson, we're talking with with the Waikolo Dry Forest Initiative, and uh, Beverly Bland, I think, is who I first met and met the two of you together, and and how the the organization has grown so much. And you partner with a lot of other groups that are that are doing uh, reforesting or different like Kaupulehu and other groups, which I love. But the Waikolo Dry Forest, I love because it's right across the street from where I live in Waikolo Village, and I. I love going up there, and I didn't really, I didn't know what a willy willy tree is. You know, I, I've always loved that tree right in front of the Hualalai Resort, Four Seasons Resort, Hualalai, and that's a willy willy tree right by their sign. And to learn that the, the, the Waikolai Dry Forest was thick with willy willy trees at one time, and how you're trying to restore them because there's not a lot of trees up there, but having it fenced in so the goats can't get it. But I notice now when I, because I, I pass you a lot when I'm running up there, and, and um, you, the, I can see the trees starting to, to, to uh, more of them being visible. Yeah, it's really amazing what's happened out there in just a few short years of being fenced and our weed management and planting efforts. There's a really striking difference when you approach the preserve gate and you look inside, there's native dominant areas now where before we would see just a handful of wheelie wheelie trees out there amongst all the fountain grass. So we've really 
began this hard work of transforming the ecosystem back to the native community that it once was. And it's really encouraging to see that progress and see it so quickly in a place that's so dry and a substrate that's so challenging to work on. So we really feel proud of what we've been able to do, and it's really really nice to have people like you who come to the preserve over and over again over time and can sort of witness that progress and notice that it's changing and it's working and it's it's growing back into the forest. Well, when I went on the uh, Kohala waterfall adventure last week, our, our guide, Eric Franke, was wonderful, but with the Hawaii Forest and Trail, uh, the other people that were on the, in our group, they were, oh, you're a local, you know everything. And I was like, you'd be amazed at what I don't know. And by the end of the tour, uh, it's an interpretive guide. You know, they're, they, you know, the, the picnic lunch and their chauffeurs, they wear all kinds of hats, the, the guide that's with us. But I learned so much from what Eric shared with us. And I think that's one of the, the while you're also out there planting, it's not just willy-willy trees, but you're educating us so much and things that, you know, we can take for granted. Others think that we know, but the only way we can learn is if somebody is constantly feeding us that information and we, we take interest in it. And uh, like the Willy Willy tree, uh, share a little bit the, the, the history, the cultural uh, significance of the Willy Willy tree. Sure. Yeah, the Willy Willy trees are are really important to, especially the lowland areas where p- people were living before and people continue to live. The the Willy Willy tree is really the icon of this lowland dry forest, and unfortunately, that's become one of our rarest ecosystems. But the Willy Willy trees persist because they're really well adapted to the driest climates. And one of those adaptations is really visible, especially in the Waikoloa Village area during the summertime. So if you're driving on Waikoloa Road and you see the Wheelie Wheelie trees, you might notice these orange silhouettes out there that sort of look like they've died. They don't have any leaves in their canopy. And that's because the Wheelie Wheelie trees are drought deciduous. So they'll drop their leaves in prolonged periods of drought so that they can save up their energy and retain as much moisture as they can to make it through those extended droughts, which you know we often have in Waikoloa Village area. So the Wheelie Wheelie trees are unique that way. We don't have a lot of deciduous trees like you might find in temperate zones, like on the mainland U.S. We just have a couple of them, and it's an adaptation to dealing with drought. So the Wheelie Wheelie trees are always doing something different. We we watch them through the year. We're waiting for them to flower or we're waiting for them to put on their leaves in the winter when it rains or we're watching their leaves start to drop as we are now as we move into the dry summertime. So for me, spending a lot of time with these trees, I feel like I'm always anticipating their next move and they really reflect what's going on with the climate. And how were the trees used by the Hawaiians back in the day? So the the willy willy wood is really light and porous and buoyant. So the wood was really important for lots of applications in the water. So you would make these floats out of willy willy wood, and you could float your fishing lines or your nets or really any anything you needed to be buoyant in the water. Willy willy wood might have been a good choice for that. Our first surfboards were made from willy willy wood, as were the ama, the outrigger on the the canoes. So the Wheelie Wheelie had a really important role in the water, which I think is typical of of things um, in Hawaii. You have a, a mocha and a makai application, or you can look to the land and have some kind of correlation in the ocean. And the Wheelie Wheelie trees, one of the most famous correlations with 
the ocean is that the flowering time, which is typically in the summertime, corresponds with the pupping season of tiger sharks. So you'll often hear that when the wheelie wheelie tree blooms, the sharks are biting. And that's because during that time when the, the trees are blooming, the sharks are in shallower water, they're more aggressive and they're protecting their pups. So sometimes that's when we see more interactions between people and the sharks. Huh, wow. It's just, it's an endless um, stream of information that we could have and, and pass on to others. And that's what I, I was so pleased with when I took the tour with Hawaii Forest and Trails the other day was that everybody in the group was so interested in what Eric was sharing with us about the, in, in both the invasive and the indigenous plants. Now you're, you're planting thousands of plants up there, right? Native plants up in the Waikoloa Dry Forest? Yeah, we are. We work with about 30 different native species, and uh, we're planting a few thousand of them in the preserve every year. And can people adopt a tree? Did I see that somewhere? Yes. Um, adopting a tree is sometimes a popular way to make a small donation and have uh, some real impact in the forest. So we we offer an adopt-a-tree where you can make a donation of $20 or a donation of your choosing. And we'll make a tag and dedicate a tree planted for you. So it's uh, WaikoloaDryForest.org, a, a great website. Uh, Jen Lawson, we're talking with now, the, the director, and uh, just doing such a great job pulling the community and, and just getting everybody so interested and involved in the WaikoloaDryForest.org. They do have a couple of volunteers days, as she said, coming up in April. Do you have the dates for those? Um, the 15th will be the next the next one. But we're also doing an exciting new project. We're partnering with Hapuna State Parks, and we are planting natives at the state park right at Hapuna Beach. And on April 8th, we're going to be hosting, co-hosting a volunteer opportunity with them. We don't have all the details just yet, but it'll probably be a morning planting followed by a talk story and a potluck lunch. So that's a really exciting new project that we're really stoked to be part of, and um, hopefully we'll be bringing more details about that to the public soon. And a good way for people to, to stay on top of what you are doing and know about volunteer days is go to the WaikoloaDryForest.org, sign up for your newsletter. You do a nice job with the newsletter. Would you suggest? Yep. Please please sign up for our, our list on the website. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and keep up with what we're doing in the forest. So a couple of things I do want to mention because I love your future foresters. I've seen you come down the trail with a truckload of kids as you've had a day up in the Waikoloa Dry Forest here in Waikoloa Village with some of your future foresters. So talk about that and how the Kiki can get involved. Yeah, um, our future foresters program is one of our favorites too. Uh, so we're glad to see you every once in a while on our way out from the forest. But we've been um, hosting a group Tuesdays and Wednesdays after school. These are fourth and fifth grade students that come to the forest every week. And they have their own area in the preserve that they take care of where they weed and they water plants and they collect seeds. And they're they're learning all sorts of things about the dry forest just by experiencing it, just by being out there and noticing things that change throughout the years. But, of course, we also organize uh, lessons and activities for them. But for for me, the main thing is just getting these kids outside and connecting with nature. And they're so much fun. They have so much energy and so much enthusiasm for what we're doing. And um, we're really happy to be expanding that program and looking forward to adding sixth and seventh grade students, hopefully next year. But that's definitely one of our goals is to expand that because 
the, the there's a lot of kids in Waikoloa Village, and there is a big demand for after-school programs, and we really enjoy having them, and we think there's a lot to learn just by being in the forest. Well, and I think that, you know, we always talk about recreation and people getting exercise, and it's so often it's synonymous with running, biking, and swimming, and walking, but there's so many other ways, just being outdoors and, and working as a volunteer in different groups, whatever organization it is, is a great way for getting exercise and also, uh, you know, just learning about about our community. So it's WaikoloaDryForest.org, a great website, Jen Lawson we're talking with here on the Emily T. Gale Show ESPNHawaii.com. What I've been doing lately is I've been sending people that I meet that live in the village where I am, and I'm talking about why I call it dry forest, and I've been sending them down to the dust, uh, oh wait, what's it called? The dusty, empor- donkey, dusty donkey emporium? Yeah. Your, your thrift shop. Yeah. And because I love the Waikoloa staples where you had the Willy Willy Festival. And I'm so happy to see that being utilized in the way that it is. And you've got your uh, thrift shop there. And I sent somebody down and told me the other day, they, she, I said, you know, maybe you'll meet Beverly. And she said, I, so talk a little bit about that. It's a way for people to get, you know, just kind of meet some other of your volunteers with the, with the organization. Just a nice connection. Sure, yeah, the Dusty Donkey Emporium is our new thrift shop. We've been open since August. We're um, open on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And um, the thrift store was started as a means of generating funds for our primary work in the forest and our educational programs. Um, and it's sort of become a hub for volunteers. And it's a, it's a place where you can buy used housewares and clothing, or you can make donations, which go, you, support us directly. All of the money generated from the Dusty Donkey Emporium goes directly back into our programs in the forest. And it's also a way that you can meet people that live in the village, volunteer your time, learn a little bit more about the Waikoloa Dry Forest Initiative, and just meet your community. So we're really excited about the thrift shop. It's been really successful so far, and we've been getting a lot of great feedback from the community. And open certain days of the week, or what's what's the schedule? Is it a set schedule? Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday we're open from 10 to 2, and on Saturdays we open a little bit earlier at 9 and close up at 1. Tuesday and Thursday, 10 to 2. Okay, great. I need to know that to others, particularly for the donations. I've had people, you know, just to have a place in the village where you can take your donations, things from your home, right here in the village or in the northern end of the island and know that it's it's, uh, working on behalf of Waikolo Dry Forest Initiative. Um, So, Jen Lawson, what else should we talk about? Just let's say a few more nice things about Rob and Cindy Pacheco and the whole group of Hawaii Forests and Trails. First of all, some of the tours that they have, you know, really take people into places they might otherwise get and learn about our landscape and the fauna and the the invasive species was very interesting. You want to share a few words about that? Because there's so many volunteers that are working at eliminating invasive species, too. Yes, definitely. Invasive species are uh, an enduring problem in Waikoloa Village, but everywhere on the island, really. And I think one of the best things about taking people into these places and learning about the environment and really learning what's going on is that many people wouldn't know that much of what they're looking at in the landscape is actually invasive species. So getting out into the natural world with somebody who can teach you about invasive species or the native species or what's going on with our natural ecosystems is really important. It's a really key factor in understanding what we need to do moving forward if we want to conserve these things that are 
are native Hawaiian. So um, the work that the Hawaii Forest and Trail is doing is really complementary to what's going on in conservation around the island. Well, I thought what was interesting, because we, our, our tour and hike and the waterfalls we, we went to and then where we just took a swim, we're all in an area that no, normally people wouldn't get to, that Rob has had arrangements with some landowners to, to venture onto that land. And he has created a trail and a hike. They actually had to cut it. And, and developed the trail and they designed it in a way that we could see invasive species, they could stop and talk to us about it. And for me it was interesting because I've read about the invasive species, but to actually look at it and say, oh, that's the one. And and uh, really being able to make that link between what I've been reading with and what I've probably seen and didn't know that that was what I was reading about. But um, yeah, it was. It, and you know, you've done a lot in in regards to what I have taken an interest in over the last few years by watching Waikoloa Dry Forest Initiative. It's made me take pay more attention. I've gone and with the Kona Hiking Club. I've been on hikes with Kathleen, who, who heads it up, and and lots of the people. It's really interesting who you see on the Kona Hiking Club hikes, but. It just makes them all much more interesting when you go to take a hike, when you have a little more knowledge about about uh, our, whether, you know, it's down across lava or whether it's in dry forest or wherever it is. So um, I just really appreciate what I've learned from you, and I certainly appreciate Hawaii Forest and the Trail and Rob and Cindy. I remember when they opened up 20 years ago in a little tiny space, and started first hearing about there the word ecotours and didn't really you know nobody really was talking about ecotours at the time so it's wonderful how it's uh, worked into our consciousness also they've added uh, bird watching i think to their tours are there a lot of birds up at the waikoa dry forest because when i'm running up in that area i don't see a lot of birds uh, we do have a lot of birds unfortunately we don't have a lot of native birds left in the area uh -huh. uh, and that has to do with habitat loss so in the lowlands and Basically, anywhere below 3,000 feet on this island, it's really difficult to see a native forest bird, um, and that's largely due to invasive species and the diseases that they carry, like avian malaria. But something really fun that's been happening in the preserve this year is we have nene that are residents, and they come and they land in the preserve all the time, and we're really happy to see them foraging around in the native shrublands and the miniature forests that we've been planting and growing over the past few years. So seeing the pueo and also the nene um, is a really is a really nice thing to have in our lowland dry forest while we hopefully rebuild habitat and maybe in the future we see some of those lowland birds return. Of course, the nene are state bird, right? Yep. And and uh, when you see them on the golf course, don't don't feed them potato chips. You know they're out there <laughs> to eat grass. That's what they the protein, right, or whatever. So that's that's their good diet. And that's something we used to always try to educate in terms of you know, when we did uh, golf stories, and so because they're they are so wonderful to see out on the, out on the golf course. So uh, Jen Lawson, again, we're speaking with it's the Hawaii or the uh, Waikoloa Dry Forest Initiative, who is also they're very happy to have them working so closely with um, the Hawaii Forest and Trails, Rob and Cindy Pacheco, and get so much support from them. I think it's probably important to mention how generous they are as far as giving gift certificates to so many organizations in the community for the silent auctions, right? Absolutely, yep. They, they always are, they're always generous with their, their tours when they can use them to promote the conservation work that we're doing. 
So, again, a couple of volunteer days coming up for Waikolo Drive Forest, April 8th and April 15th. You can go to the uh, waikolodriveforest.org for uh, for signing up for the email and uh, a whole lot. It's a great website. Jen, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And I'll, I'll see you out on the road. Thanks, Emily. way up to Waikolo Drive Forest. Okay. Take care. Aloha. Bye. So I have a real high regard for the efforts of, oh, I forgot to ask Jen her background, but she, you know, this fits her background, but she started out as a volunteer with, are you still there, Jen? Yeah, she started out as a volunteer with the Waikoloa Drive Forest Initiative, and uh, with a lot of great efforts that she's given, been able to turn it into her avocation and vocation, and just contributed so much um, I think Rob is the gentleman saying that he started working with them. He's so happy to have been able to return to the Big Island or be working on the Big Island. And uh, all of these organizations that are able to grow and expand and get funding and support from the community and elsewhere are, are only can be nothing but good for all of us in the, the future of the Big Island or whatever part of Hawaii it is. Well, a couple of footnotes about Hawaii Forest and Trail. First of all, their website is hawaii-forest.com. Their main office headquarters is um, located across the street from uh, Home Depot and also uh, right near uh, Costco. Uh, it's a 900-square-foot store, and they've got everything, outdoor equipment, gear, apparel, books, maps, gift items, and some very helpful people. But when you're picked up to go on the tour, you can either be picked up there. Or I was picked up at Queen's Marketplace because I live in Waikoloa Village. And Victoria and Chris were picked up at Mauna Kea Resort, some place that Chris even went when he was a child. So a lot of history of his visits to the, the Big Island. But And then we drove up to Javi, and on the way up, Eric had this Eric Frankie, not Frankie, Frankie, I keep saying Frankie, it's Eric Frankie. He was great. He had us all kind of tell a little bit about ourselves, give a little bio, and we all got acquainted. And um, that that was, I like that. That was a nice touch. And... Then when we got up there, we we met at the uh, Kohala Zip Line, which is a par part of Hawaii Forest and Trail. It's the Javi headquarters, right in the center of town. Again, they have a lot of product up there for anybody that likes to hike and get outdoor gear. But a, a really nice staff. And while they were packing up the the van for our picnic lunches and things that we might need, towels for when we went swimming in the under the waterfall and everything. Another van pulled up and out jumped a longtime friend of mine, Joel Peterson. I had no idea he worked with Hawaii Forest and Trail. And he said he had been with them for 17 years. And I thought, wow, he's the perfect guy to be working in this kind of, kind of work. Uh, Joel owned the beach services many years ago at the King Kamea Kona Beach Hotel. And, and I thought, well, he absolutely, he fits this, this role. And then also, a friend of mine, Jeff Manzo, Jeff uh, used to be a chef at the Four Seasons Resort, Hualalai, wanted to change uh, what he was doing. He got involved with Grant and Janet Higamiller at Bike Works and became the general manager. He's a real biking enthusiast and uh, off-road biking, things like that. So he was their manager for five years, maybe even more, and just recently decided it was time to move on. So he joined Hawaii Forest and Trails, and I haven't had a chance to talk with Jeff yet, but... I stopped at Bike Works on, it was an entire play day when I went on my hike. It was also a day that I, it was great. Um, I took my bike into Bike Works to get the, the little tune-up that they have, which I really like. It's efficient, it's inexpensive, and really makes your bike run a lot better. So I, when I dropped it off, 
They said that Jeff had just been there and that he had told them that he loves working with Hawaii Forest and Trail. It's been a, a nice move for him, and I can see him really being a, a, a great guide as well. But the other thing about Hawaii Forest and Trail, I was looking on their Twitter account, which I hadn't been doing, and I noticed they had an announcement that uh, from last week where Rob Shaco had given a talk at their headquarters in Kona. So I think that's something that they, they do, you know, not infrequently. So I would suggest, uh, you know, getting on their uh, Facebook page or same with uh, Waikolo Dry Forest, as I we talked with Jen a little earlier. But their Twitter account, he had some things, really nice uh, tweets that they had really showcasing the lava walks over at Volcano and everything. So, again, a shout-out to my friends both at uh, Waikolo Dry Forest Initiative and Hawaii Forest and Trail. But to go back to my story, when I was in Bike Works on my way out, uh, after I had gone on the tour with Hawaii Forest and Trail, after I had left my bike at Bike Works, I was walking out and I ran into Wendy Gatner at, here at Queens, Queens Marketplace where Bike Works Beach and Sport is located. And I was picking up my car and, you know, getting ready to head home. Saw Wendy and she lives in Austin, Texas. She used to live here. She's a triathlete. She's done the Ironman, a golfer. That's where I met her was through golf. And then she became a triathlete and she said, oh, I just took the most wonderful bike ride with Joni Metzler. She was, uh, Wendy had been visiting for a couple of weeks and, I said, where's Joni? She said, she's out in the truck waiting for me. So I went out into the parking lot and had a chance to talk with, with Joni, who is also a real biking enthusiast and a real supporter of the Hawaii's uh, Cycling Club. And just a, another, she and her husband with Metzler Construction and other uh, small entrepreneurs that are really generous in the community for sure so i ran out to the parking lot and started talking with joni and then wendy was able to join us so i'm going to wrap up this week's show with my conversation with wendy gatner and joni metzler and i also want to say thanks to everybody you know i'm getting a lot of listeners from detroit i appreciate the people across the country that are sending me some notes but mostly in the detroit and michigan area you know there's a whole lot of people from michigan come to hawaii so it it goes back and forth both ways when i talk about detroit i sure hope that eventually we have a whole lot of people from hawaii that go to detroit um it's really fun to share the the culture of both communities and it's fun to hear from so many people. And I really want to give a, a, a little shout out to the people that were on the tour with me, Dennis and Sandy, Chris and Victoria and Eric, Frankie, our guide. So I'm pretty excited. I just ran into Wendy Gatner uh, here at Waikolo Beach Resort. Wendy, gosh, longtime friend. I'll never forget when she asked me one day because she was a golfer and I was giving golf clinics and stuff. She said, Emily, do you think I could ever do an Ironman? I said, absolutely. Wendy, That you got to do that. And she's become such a great triathlete and athlete herself, right? She's amazing. And I'm with Joni Metzler right now. And Joni, you are an athlete. I can't believe all that you've done over the years from biking, golf, everything, but most of all, how much support you've given to the Hawaii Cycling Club and so many groups around here, you and your husband with Metzler Construction. And uh, so talk about the Hawaii Cycling Club, first of all. Well, the nice thing about the Hawaii Cycling Club is it's a great group of people, and no matter if you are with the group or you're out there on your own, cycling 
you run into people and everybody's very supportive and you know if you get a flat on the side of the tire they always pull over and they make sure that you're taken care of and just a great group of people and and my husband and I love to support uh, cyclists and um, see uh, you know all the great bike bikers out there well you have such deep roots in this community i mean you go so far back from you know real estate way back with who when Live resort open monolani days uh kohala ranch, kohala ranch yeah. everything and i just i've always admired your the, the the way in which you live your lifestyle and you're a realtor and how you do it you know you blend it all in so okay. nicely but you were the sponsor of the century ride last year that hawaii cycling club puts on is coming up this year on uh April 9th, uh, fundraiser for Hospice of Kona, which is wonderful because Rich Bell, who created the, the Century Ride, his father was a was a uh, recipient of the North Kohala uh, Hospice, all their great services that they have. And what a neat thing, the Century Ride. People can ride 30 miles, 60 miles, or 100 r- miles, or 110. And actually, Wendy and I rode that 100-mile ride last, last year. Last year. Yeah. Oh, the Century Ride. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. so, so here's Wendy. She's back in the truck. <laughs> It's the Emily T. Gale Show on ESDNHawaii.com. So Wendy lives in Austin, Texas now. And, of course, I talk often about Linda, uh, Laura Deerenfield, who was with PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, and did such a great job here. And she's now in Austin, Texas, and, and handles the non-motorized uh, for the city of Austin, all the and planning and everything. And she's doing a great job. She's making Austin a much better, safer biking city. And did you know Laura when she lived here? Yes, I did. So I see her quite a few. Quite, quite often when I can. Oh, I would love to come visit you. My niece, uh, India, Gail, lives there. I love oh, that. And my brother, Max, yeah. was just there recently and did a, did a fundraiser. He's a piano player and oh, a musician. Gosh. And So, so uh, you two took a ride. Where were you riding today? Here on the Kohala Coast. We rode um, from Kukio all the way out to Kauai and back. So yeah. that would be what? How many miles? 40 miles? Three miles and headwind all the way back. Okay. And don't miss those Kona winds. <laughs> and I love that you all played golf the other day with one of my favorite people, Laura Monahan. Yes, we used yeah. to play a lot of golf together. So that you, and how fun, Wendy. You, I was telling the story about when you were a golfer and you asked me once, do you think I could ever do an Ironman? Oh, you yeah. asked me, I said, absolutely. You would be great at that and sport. And you've just stayed with both sports then. Yep. Did it? Uh-huh. Been there, done that. All right. In fact, we, we uh, have been on our own uh, camp this week, and it, we've been playing anywhere from 18, well, mostly 36, 27, 18 holes of golf a day, and then biking 30, 40 miles You've been miles playing some 36 holes? Where have you been yeah. playing 36? Where, where? We played everywhere from Nanea, uh, Kohanaiki. We were going to play Manalani yesterday, but then we decided to stick back down at Kohanaiki. And probably head up to Nanea again. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. well, give Jim Saunders uh, the, my best. And what a great job uh, they do it. with the, uh, they do the Day of Champions, the fundraiser every January during the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai, which is a fundraiser for the Hawaii State Junior Golf mm-hmm. Association. And they have some uh, uh, Champions Tour players and then the junior golfers, and they raise a lot of money. I have friends from Detroit that, that play in that every year. And yeah, they, they really they do. Really, yeah. They buy the big auction packages. Yeah. and. Yeah. 
So Jim has been a great supporter of Hawaii State Junior Golf Association. And Chris Kiter, he he qualified last year uh, for the uh, Open, not for the Open, but he went to the sectionals. Mm -hmm. He qualified here. He's one of the qualifiers, one of the assistant pros up there. So, Wendy, uh, Scott, uh, did that how you happened to move to Austin? Yeah, Scott's busy as can be. He has a family practice business in Austin. When Joey and I were on your show back, Way years back, ago, way, years, years ago. ago, my son was a baby. We held him, and now he's a freshman in high school at Lake Travis High School, playing oh, football my. and running track. Well, you were talking about Laura Monahan. I remember when her kids were born, and then when I was watching uh, her daughter play, she was playing with HPA when they won the state championships. I think she was the goalie, and, and she was just telling us. It's hard for me to believe they grow that fast. Daughter faster. just won. Uh, this guy elected to be vice president of. Um, USC. That's where she's going to school. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. vice president of the university right And now. then she had Michael, right? Was he the yes. their son? He was mm-hmm. the old... Okay. And where is, where is he, he now? She told me and I, I got to call Laura and catch up. Well, this is really fun. Isn't it great? Every, you good yeah. to run into you. Yeah. So we all have so many uh, roots. It, you know, a lot of background, a lot of history. It's really sweet. How much longer are you here, Wendy? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, next trip, huh? Hello. I'd love to see you. To both of you. I, I just have so much admiration and just a, such a good feeling when I see you. And Joni, you're, I just Thank love you. all your, your good, good energy. You. Thank you. have a great big And smile. the other thing that you did that, you know, that I always thought was interesting is your, your interest in acting. Oh, yeah. You know, because did you take Jim's course, Jim Jarrett's course? Jim Jarrett, yeah, yeah. that was really fun. I that, met that, Jim when I was taking an acting course up yeah, at Parker School. Yeah, he's good. I haven't seen him for several years. You know, well, he yeah. went off and he was doing uh, Vincent Van Gogh, right? Yes. His play that went all over the world. Yeah, so that's right. So it's fun to, to reconnect and yeah. remember all that. Yeah, every so. time I drive by um, the old um, Nakahara store in downtown Javi, I think of Jim because... He, the classes were upstairs right. above that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how fun. Have a great rest of the hey, day. What are you going to do now? now? Go to the beach or something? Go swimming? Paddle. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't changed. I love it. So, uh, lucky we live Hawaii. Yeah. Lucky you can visit Hawaii. Yes. Great. I need yeah. to get around your good energy, you two. You yeah. I love All it. Right. How great to see some old friends. That's uh, Wendy Gatner living in Austin, Texas now. Was living on the Big Island. How many years ago was it? Thirteen and a half years we lived here. We've been back in Texas for 10 years. 10 years. And Joni, of course, her roots have been in, on the Big Island for how many years? Did you? Close to 50 years now. Really? Yeah, wow. I'm getting old. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know it, though, by your your energy level. So how fun to see a couple old friends that I haven't seen for a long time who right. I admire and uh, love their energy. Thanks okay. See Emily T. Gale show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com.